Hey everyone, welcome to the Sunny Go One Piece podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about anime episodes 46 through 48, which will be covering small portions of manga chapters 96 and 97, but also the cover art of roughly manga chapters 35 through 73, I believe. In these episodes, we get our first cover story animated and told, as well as following the Straw Hats to the beginning of the Logtown arc. So let's get started. Synopsis. We take a step back from the Straw Hats a little, and we catch up with what has been happening with Buggy and his crew after being beaten by Luffy and company. We follow his mini-adventure as he travels to find his missing body parts and reunite with his crew. The story also gives us the point of view from his crew's side as well to see what they've been up to after losing their captain. Then finally, the third episode, episode 48, gets back to the main story with the Straw Hats arriving in Logtown with them venturing into the city in preparation for the coming journey into the Grand Line. So, let's get to the differences. Obviously, the cover stories, given the nature of them, with them being just snapshot images strung together, all the dialogue, as well as any connective scenes, are added in the anime to make it more of a cohesive episode. Aside from that, for episode 48 in Logtown, it would actually be easier to list the things that are actually in the manga and are canon instead of what's not because of because much of this episode is filler padding. So the only real sequences that are actually in the manga are Nami trying on the clothes, Zoro running into Tashigi, but he doesn't actually break her glasses in the manga. It just cuts away after he freaks out at seeing how similar she is to Kuina. Also, the scene of Luffy standing at the execution tower is in the manga, but much of it is really different as he doesn't run into Smoker. As Smoker's introduction is still the same, which happens in his office, and then also the incident with the ice cream girl happens, but this scene doesn't actually occur till much later on in the manga. And then the last thing is Sanji noticing the mysterious attractive woman that saved Buggy while he's walking through Logtown. That is also, for the most part, still in the manga. However, everything else you're seeing in that episode is filler. Alright, so let's get to my thoughts on these episodes. At first, these episodes 46 and 47 might seem like your normal filler episodes that have no impact on the overall canon story like in so many other anime series that are adapted from long-running manga series. However, this is in fact not a filler. And Oda is so freaking amazing and creative that he creates and writes his own filler material that actually has an impact on the wider story. And this is another aspect to Oda's writing that helps to make One Piece and its world so expansive, interesting, and diverse. In the manga, for the cover of each chapter, it's usually some single image, and up until chapter 35, it's just been some random art featuring the characters. But then he starts an awesome thing that we fans have been calling cover stories that sort of actually tell a story when you line them up sequentially. And this first one, the Buggy Crew Adventure Chronicles, follow the events of what happened to Buggy and his crew after their defeat at the hands of Luffy. The cover story panels have no dialogue, so the anime takes liberties in adapting them and adding dialogue, as well as more fluid transitions to fill in the gaps. But these are 100% canon, as you, and as you'll see, they go on to play a pretty big role in the main story, 
as well. So these aren't just one-off stories that don't mean anything and they're just there for fun. They're actually somewhat important. So episode 46 starts off with Mini Buggy flying off to some island with these giant birds. After almost being eaten by these birds, he again gets spit off into another island. And this island would be none other than Gaimon's strange animal island that we visited earlier with Luffy. And he and Gaimon quickly become friends. What I find interesting here about this scene is how a character we initially hated early on when he was introduced, I found myself beginning to like him. Through his conversation and his friendliness towards Gaimon, he gets more humanized by interacting with someone who isn't our hero and our antagonist or protagonist, depending on who you're actually uh, siding with. And I love how Oda continues to develop Buggy into a much more fully fleshed out three-dimensional character who has more to him other than just villainy and greed. And this shows a much softer side of Buggy. And I, I think this is because Oda actually has gone on record in saying that Buggy is, I think, his favorite character in the series. And obviously he wanted to do more with the character, but also make him a lot more likable. And so I think this is why he chose Buggy to be one of the first people to set a cover story about. And after setting sail in search of his crew and his body parts, he quickly gets attacked by a sea monster, but then is saved by this mysterious woman who we've never seen before. We then cut to the rest of the buggy crew, mourning the loss of their captain. Afterwards, Moji and Kawaji fight over who will take on the captain duties, but in his sleep, Richie dreams of taking on the captain role and inadvertently sleep fights and beats down Moji and Kawaji both, and now is the captain as he's recognized by the rest of the crew. The rest of the crew following Richie now are attacked and abducted by some native tribe called the Bear Claw Tribe and are about to be eaten. Just then, Buggy collects his parts and saves everyone. Reunited, they and the mysterious woman set sail to take their revenge on Luffy. Personally, I love these cover stories, but unfortunately, we would only get one more of these animated in the anime, which honestly continues to boggle my mind, and it almost borderline pisses me off, actually. One Piece is notorious for stretching its episodes out unnecessarily and even has its own filler episodes and filler arcs, but it really doesn't need to because it has such a wealth of extra canon material that Oda has provided them, yet they for some reason refuse to use it. As the series go on, we see so many fun and cool cover stories like the buggy one that was mentioned here. And they often actually play a role in the main story. So it's really unfortunate that they never animate most of these. I'll talk a little bit more about these in the spoiler section. So stay tuned for that. So now that we get to episode 48, we return to the main story with the Straw Hats arriving in Logtown, getting ready to do some shopping and preparing for their journey to the Grand Line. One of my favorite scenes from this section is Nami trying on clothes. I don't know why this scene is always so funny to me. I think it's because of all the words the shopkeeper uses to compliment Nami. She tries on so many different outfits. The shopkeeper begins to run out of words that start with E and starts throwing out words that don't really apply like element and elegy. It's It's just absurd. And then the guy's poor expression after Nami tells him she's not buying anything is just too funny. And he's still very polite about it, but he's like crying in the background. Or I guess in the foreground. Moving on to the introduction of one of my favorite characters in One Piece, and surprisingly, it's a Marine. The Logtown Marine Captain, Smoker. 
Smoker is such an awesome character. His design is pretty simple, but as a marine in a uniform, he's easily the coolest and most badass of, of them all. At least the ones that we've seen thus far. But by far the reason I like him so much is because he is the first marine that we meet who is not corrupt. He's actually one of the good marines who actually values the lives of his citizens and has his own sense of morals. And this is brilliantly conveyed by the scene with the ice cream girl. It plays with our expectation that Smoker being this intimidating looking Marine will be angry just like every other Marine we've seen so far about the little girl spilling ice cream on him. And they even shroud his eyes in black like they do when any character gets pissed off. But instead, he shows kindness and sympathy towards her and even offers to pay for a replacement ice cream cone in this like really sweet scene. I just love characters like that. Already, I'm conflicted because as much as I know the Marines are the Strong Hat's enemies, people like Smoker and also Kobe make it really interesting to see how their interactions will play out because I personally want both sides to succeed at this point. Like, I love Smoker and Kobe. We also get a tease that Smoker has some sort of smoke-based devil fruit power, hence his name, <laughs> which would mark just the third devil fruit power aside from Buggy and Luffy. I always wonder, what if Smoker accidentally got some other power that wasn't smoke? Would he have to change his name? Like, seriously, what were the odds that his given name would line up so well with this incredibly rare fruit that would give him this specific ability. Like, I always just like think about that in my mind. And then a bit later on, we get introduced to his partner and another one of my personal favorite characters, Smoker's Sergeant Major, Tashigi. Tashigi is another Marine character I love. Although we don't really get to see what makes her so awesome just yet, we do get to see a taste of her kindness and positive disposition, while in stark contrast to Smoker's gruff and hard-edged nature. But I think what makes them such a great pair and why I like them so much is they both share a dedication to being good Marines. And it's really refreshing to see after we've seen nothing but the worst kind of Marines for roughly 40-some episodes and one interesting thing about Tashigi is her uncanny resemblance to Kuina, Zoro's uh, childhood friend who passed away. Zoro is clearly taken aback by this and is shocked that she's also a swordswoman at the same time. This resemblance clearly makes him uncomfortable being so similar to his dead friend. But to this day, I don't know if there is a reason for this or any bigger reveal that's associated with this for later, and I honestly have no idea where Oda is taking this plot thread because there has to be a reason why Tashigi looks so similar to Kuina. I'll go into Tashigi a bit more when she has her moments much later on in the story, but for now, know that she is pretty awesome. Oh, and she's also voiced by the same actor that plays um, Kobe. And we get a filler scene next of Luffy entering a bar named after Gold Roger and talking to the bar owner about Roger and the Pirate Age. All of this is anime filler. But there is one thing that is technically filler that's shown in this sequence. But I want to talk about because the content is still considered canon. And that's that Smoker was present for Roger's execution. While this particular scene was never in the manga, it is considered canon that Smoker was there for Roger's execution, and it does play a big role in his character. That's about it for what I want to talk about concerning these episodes. But, starting from episode 48, we get a new opening theme. It is Believe by Folder 5. While One Piece is a year-round series and doesn't really have seasons, 
This pretty much signifies the transition into the next portion of the story, or aka the second season. And if you've listened to the openings ranking episode, you'll know that I love this song, and it's ranked in my top five. It's a crazy departure in terms of tone and sound from We Are, which has this sort of rock sound. But then you get Believe, which is this Eurobeat dance pop song. To me, it really doesn't matter because this song is just so damn catchy and fun. The one knock on this opening has got to be the animation that accompanies it. It's really simple and mostly just repurposes scenes from the series up till now as sort of a greatest hits of the East Blue kind of montage. But this is the first time we get to see one of Oda's color spreads animated, which is the one of them all running on the beach with the giant flamingo sea king in the background. Normally, the boring anim- animation would be a knock on an opening as a whole, but for me, this song is so damn good, I don't care at all, and I never skip this opening, no matter how many times I've watched this. But yeah, in closing, these episodes have been a fun detour with our first cover side story expanding on a past character and we get to begin the arc that will lead us into the infamous Grand Line. But before that, we get to meet some unique and awesome new characters that also happen to be Marines. And yeah, I can't wait to see what's next as well as what the Grand Line will be like. We still have a few more episodes in Logtown, but yeah, we'll get into those next week. If you enjoyed this, send me a like or a comment. And if you want to join me on this journey of rewatching One Piece, please consider subscribing. Also, go ahead and check out my Instagram and Twitter account at Podcast if you want updates of when I post new episodes. And as always, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. And yeah, if you'd like, you can stay tuned for spoiler sections. If not then I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye. Alrighty, so, spoiler section. Uh, The first thing I wanted to mention is, obviously we know, you know, for us, for those of us who have watched further or read further, we know that this mysterious woman is Alvida, who has slimmed down inexplicably and become beautiful for some reason as a result of consuming the subesubinomi, which is the slippery, slippery fruit. Why that makes her thinner and more beautiful, I mean, they try and explain it, but it still doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, but whatever. Um, I, I did find it really interesting to see that Luffy's first two antagonists join forces to become a crew. And it, it it's kind of amazing to me that Alvida is still very much part of the story, even to this day. How she and Buggy are these pretty, pretty um, big players in the world of pirates. You know, Buggy obviously having still been a Shibukai at one point, and Alvida being basically her his number two. But it's just crazy to me that Alvida, like I always thought Alvida would just go away. Like when I first read her, that she was just some you know villain of the week, kind of like how Morgan, what Morgan has become essentially. But she's still around. Um, she's not the most interesting character. I mean, Oda hasn't really done anything to develop her too much. He's definitely given a lot more to Buggy. And obviously, you know, Buggy being one of his favorite characters, he's ob- he's going to put a lot more effort into Buggy. But it is it's still interesting to, to me that Alvida still is part of the story. Next, I want to talk about Smoker's Devil Fruit. So th- we don't know this yet in the series. But obviously, we would go on to find out the three different types of devil fruits. And this being our first introduction to a Logia fruit. 
And so, you know, obviously logia fruits are the elemental ones that make them invulnerable to physical attacks. And it's interesting to see that a logia fruit was introduced so early on in the series, given how powerful they are. And it's also interesting to see that Smoker is the one that possesses it first. But it's also weird to think, like, now in the series, while the mokumokunomi, or the smoke smoke fruit, it's, it's strong, but for some reason, Smoker gets his ass handed to him quite often. And while I love Smoker's personality, I wish he would get more of these, like, epic moments where he's just shown as a strong, badass character. And yeah, I mean, you see scenes like him just getting completely dominated by like Virgo or Doflamingo in the Punk Hazard arc, even after the two-year time skip. And it's just like, man, I wish Smoker would get some cool moments. But yeah, I still, it's still interesting to see that we got to see a Logia fruit so early on. Obviously, in the coming few episodes and in the next saga, we will come to see one of the greatest Logia fruit users and one of my favorite villains, you know, Crocodile with the Sinasnanomi or the San San fruit. And yeah, we'll talk about Crocodile when we when we see him. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about were the other cover stories. And so, you know, like I mentioned, there are so many great ones. I, I think there, I haven't counted, but I there's got to be at least like 25, I think, cover stories now up to this point. And they're all really fun and interesting. I mean, some of them are a little boring. Like, I don't really like this current one that's going on with the um, the Bedge and, and, you know, the whole him and his family and all that stuff. But there are some really great ones that just, I just don't get why they don't animate. I mean, it would really, it would really help to actually expand the world. And they're important to the story. Most of these characters actually show up again. Like, a few of the ones that I just don't get why they don't animate. Well, I guess before that, I should talk about the one other one that they do animate, which is the Kobe Meppo story. You know, we get to see Kobe and Hero Meppo get trained by Garp. Obviously, at the time of the cover art story, we don't know that it's Garp, and we don't even know who Garp is. Well, you know, we would all go on to find out that he is the grandfather of Luffy and one of the marine historical heroes. But we'll get into that story when it actually comes around because it is the only other one that is animated. But yeah, there are just so many fun ones. Like, I personally would have liked to see Django's Dance Paradise where we got to see Django, you know, go through his journey to become a a Marine as well as him getting paired up with Full Body. And they would go on to be under Hina's power, not power, (laughs) Hina's command. And they, they show up again and again, you know, anytime there's a big Marine conflict. And they also show up at the end of the Alabasta arc. Another really important one that I don't know for whatever reason why they don't they didn't animate, and maybe it's because they didn't realize it would become such a big part of the story, is Hachan's seafloor stroll. Like seeing Hachi's journey after Arlong Park to him like meeting Kami and establishing his takoyaki stand. And you know, like Hachi plays a huge role in the Sabodi arc as well as the you know, Fishman Island arc. And it's just like, I don't understand why they didn't give Hachi his due 
and animate his cover story as well. And then, I mean, this one's not as big of a deal, but, you know, it would have been really nice to see Ace's great Blackbeard search animated as well. I mean, that's a big thing, especially when it comes to developing Ace and expanding his story a bit more because there's a whole subset of people who watched only the anime and then they see Ace's death and they just don't know, you know, they only see those small scenes they see in the anime. But Ace has this whole story of him going around and searching for Blackbeard and it would have really been nice to to sort of get to know Ace more and build this connection so that when he does eventually die, that impact is that much greater. And then another one I think would have been interesting to see is, for more recent purposes, is um, Caribou's Kihihihi in the New World. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. But yeah, his his adventure of him, you know, what happened to him after he was beat up in the Fishman Island arc and then him ultimately getting captured by Deus Drake, where he obviously ended up in the Udon prison in this current Wano arc. And he shows up and he actually plays a pretty big role. And so I just don't get why they don't animate these. And they, they still want to stretch out episodes for no apparent reason and then have their own filler arcs. I mean, One Piece actually has some pretty decent filler arcs compared to like Dragon Ball or infamously Naruto and Bleach. God, those fillers were terrible. But One Piece's ter- filler arcs are much shorter and actually not bad uh, story-wise. Um, we'll get into those later. I mean, Oda provides them with plenty of filler material. I don't know why they don't use it for whatever reason. And it kind of bothers me that they don't because there's actually some really quality material in there. Two of them that so far seem to have no impact yet, but it would have been really fun to see animated are NL's great space operation, which sees him taking the, the Maxim all the way to the moon. And he lands on the moon and meets this alien this alien race and then also befriends like this robot people like these little furry robot guys and then he overthrows the alien people and yeah it's i gotta imagine that this is got you know this will play an important role at some point i mean why would nl be on the moon for no reason and i'm really interested to see what happens and how nl gets reintroduced into the story or if he ever does and the other one, you know, that, that went on was the story of the self, self-proclaimed self Straw Hat Grand Fleet. Obviously, this one's just interesting because it is cool to see all the different Grand Fleet members of the Straw Hats go on their little adventure because I love most of them, especially Bartolomeo, Cavendish, and, and all the others. They're all so fun. And, it, it you know, because we know they're going to come back in a big way. Like, there's no way that they're not coming back. And so it would be nice to see them built up a little bit more as well. But yeah, like I said, it's just that these would be awesome filler episodes because they aren't actually filler. They're all part of the canon story. And we've seen how many of them come back to have big impacts on the story. And so I just wish that they would just take time to actually animate these I mean, some of them are too late now. Like, the moment's passed. There's no point in going back and animating, like, Django's dance party. We know he where he ends up. Um, same with Hachi and obviously Aces. So, I mean, we'll never get to see these really animated unless they, like, do some sort of, a, like, a special OVA compilation or something. But, yeah, I really wish that they would animate these. I don't know why they stopped after the first two. I really don't. I've never really heard any reason why. But, you know... It is what it is. 
But yeah, thanks for listening to the spoiler section of me sort of just ranting about how I wish there were more cover story animated episodes. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you.